I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma, and this is the Content Creatives Podcast. So before we jump into our episode today, we wanted to start of our question of the day, which today is, what are three places on your travel bucket list? So Emma, do you want to start? Yes. Okay, so first place, I am dying to go here. It's at the top of my bucket list, and it's Paris. Paris is beautiful. How have you never been to Paris? I love Paris. I know. I'm like, next time I go to Europe, I need to go to Paris, but it's like at the top of my Go when you go to Ireland. I know. Maybe we'll do that. Or, yeah, we'll see. Because I feel like, anyways, you guys, so Maddie's getting married in Ireland this summer. Woo! Anyways, (laughs) so we'll already be there for her wedding. And so we're hoping to, like, tack on at least another country we're going to visit. So maybe Paris will be one of them. So do it. Paris is at the top of my list. I'd say second place. Um, I'd love to see Germany, especially with Brandon. Um, so his grandparents actually immigrated over from Germany. So there's like a long family history there. So I'd love to see anything anywhere in Germany. I actually don't really have a preference where, but I think it'd be really fun to see Germany. That'd be super cool. And then my third place would probably be Spain. So Barcelona or Madrid. Mm. Um, one of my friends, my friend Jose, like has been, I swear he's been to Spain like five times and I always hear about, you know, uh, how incredible the country is and he just has so much fun. And so, um, he has inspired me to put Spain on my bucket list. How about you? What's your three places? That sounds so cool. See, I'm, I'm excited cause I'm actually going to Spain for our honeymoon. With, oh, amazing. Brandon so. and I still haven't planned out what the honeymoon looks like yet so really you got time you know we have time we have time okay so go somewhere magical there's plenty of places out there I know you can maybe hit your bucket list cities I think my my top 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 one for sure is Peru oh my goodness I I would love to go to Peru Peru is my number one far and away just because I've always like in high school I was obsessed like randomly with Incan culture I did not know this it's a super random like it's not something that you would know about me, but it just looks so cool. And I've always been fascinated by it. And I've always wanted to just go visit like Incan temples and like all that kind of stuff. So Peru is for sure top. And then, oof. I feel like you've traveled a lot more in Europe than yeah I have, I feel like. I've traveled a lot, I especially because Sam's from Ireland. So every time we go, we try to go somewhere new. But I'd say maybe... Two of my other ones, I'd love to go to the Maldives. I mentioned the Maldives in the last episode, and the reason we didn't go is because it was so convoluted to get there. Yeah. Um, And I know this is really generic, like, not generic, but, like, broad, but, like, Africa. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere in Africa. I don't have, like, a specific place picked out, but Mm -hmm. I would love to go to Africa. And Sam always talks about it, too. So Has Sam been to Africa? No, he was supposed to go for, like... A, a school trip and then he moved over here so and never got to go that got ripped I'd, away from him <laughs> yeah I'd also love to go to Africa so one of my really good friends Rubika mm. um her family's Ethiopian and she pretty much goes back every year and I keep telling her I was like one of these one of these trips I'm gonna go with you yeah because I'd like love to see see Africa and she's talked about I know she's been to she's traveled all around Africa but um her photos always look incredible and oh, i can only like, imagine oh gosh, i want to go so anyways I sh- maybe i'll put africa higher on my list but yeah. anyways awesome okay so um today we are answering our very first question that came from instagram which is how do you balance your full-time job and create content for your passion good question i know this question is 
awesome. And I wanted to pick this one out specifically because Maddie and I both work full time. And so so much fun fun balancing (laughs) this. Um, So I wanted to say thank you so much to Nika, um, Gabriel, or Gabrielle, I'm so sorry if I said your name wrong, (laughs) for submitting this question. Um, I mean, this was like maybe our second photo that we ever posted on our Instagram Instagram, yeah. po- uh, Instagram podcast. Oh my god! Podcast our- Instagram. What? Podcast. Our- <laughs> yeah, podcast Instagram. Right <laughs> on our Instagram account for our podcast, that one. which is the Content Creatives <laughs> Podcast. And so we thought it would be fun to make this one of our first episodes, um, especially since it came directly from someone in our audience. So this episode is perfect for you if you're an aspiring blogger, influencer, content creator, and you're currently working or in school, but you still really want to create content around your passions. Um, That's definitely something that Em and I have a wealth of knowledge in. That's what we've been doing for the last few years here. So I am really excited to talk about this one in particular, actually, because I think I get a lot of questions about this too. And in my bio for a really long time, I had nine to five saleswoman. Yes, I remember that. Mm -hmm. I took it out recently with my, uh, you inspired me to have my, um, what did you? uh, My mission statement. Yes, mission statement. So I was like, I got to I got to adjust it more. Mission statement. Yeah. Yeah. So it's my mission statement now well it's like a chopped up version of my mission statement but I did have nine to five saleswoman in there for a really long time because I'm in sales and I feel like that surprises people a lot when they hear that because you see me taking all these like creative fun photos and I mean I've been doing sales for the last four years and I remember when I actually studied sales in school like I did the sales practicum at UW. I did too. Fun yes. fact, we did that. Go dogs! <laughs> Round two. This is like the... <laughs> just keep doing a plug for University of Washington. Yes. yes. Someone come on the show from the Foster School of Business. We'll talk to you. But yeah, no, I did the sales practicum. I learned so much. I honestly, that was probably one of the best things that I did for my career was the sales practicum. And in every single one of our classes, I'm pretty sure every professor, I don't know if you had the same experience, but every professor always brought up like... Like, you know, everyone has a stereotypical view of a salesperson. Agreed, yeah. Yeah, they always said that. They were like, everyone has a stereotypical idea of what a salesperson looks like in their head. And it's like this old, like old shady person, like just trying to like, like a sleazeball. Like a Carl, a car Carl, a car salesman. (laughs) What is going on? A Carl. (laughs) All the Carls out there. (laughs) Heads up to all the Carls out there. I'm sorry if your name is Carl. (laughs) God, I have a cousin named Carl. Okay, I'm sorry. Keep Carl's going. really cool. I know a lot of really great Carls. My first crush was a Carl. Anyway. <laughs> I'm keeping this in, by the no, way. I'm definitely, no, I'm definitely keeping this in. Okay. Anyways, to all the Carls out there, we love you. But yeah, like they would always say something about, you know, like sleazy Carl salesman, but that's not what we really do. And it's honestly true. Like sales is actually really cool and really fun. I mean, can be a little scary cold calling people, but I just, if you work at the right place, you get to be somewhere that you genuinely enjoy, where you're just talking about a product that you love and are passionate about. And then that's it. You, you just get to talk about a passion or a product that you're passionate about, get people just as excited about it as you are. So that is what I have been doing for the last four years of my life. And again, I get so many people just shocked when I say that I'm a salesperson because... And I guess, like, I get that, too, because it's, like, when you look at our feeds, it's not like we're posting, like, what we do day-to-day in the Mm -hmm. office, you know? And so... 
that's funny that people are like you're what you work in you work in sales you're not just like a content creator full-time I know I get that a lot yeah a lot of people wonder if I am doing it full-time and that's kind of why I put the nine-to-five saleswoman in my bio just because I I it's part of who I am I literally nine-to-five I am working at a desk I did one day like because people who are able to work Instagram full-time or do be a content creator full-time that allows you your entire day to be on your phone creating story content and I am the worst. I am the first person to admit I'm the worst at creating stories because of that reason. For a really long time, I would just say who wants to see what I'm doing from nine to five because it's literally me sitting at a desk making cold calls. And I highly doubt that anyone would be excited to see me do that. And I also don't know how comfortable I would feel recording my cold calls <laughs> pitch. No, I get that. I would be like, that is not going on Instagram. Sorry. No, no one needs to see that. But I remember I I had, I struggled with that for such a long time. And so for a really long time, I didn't do stories, which has hurt me in the long run. I've noticed like a lower story count just because you need to get on that stuff really early and get really excited about it. And that's probably one of my bigger regrets was not hopping that on that initially but genuinely I didn't think that anyone would be interested Mm -hmm. in seeing what I do nine to five but to my surprise I recently did a day in the life kind of thing because I hadn't done any story videos for a really long time so I did a day in the life just kind of showing what I did nine to five to prove to people my life is really boring I would be like now I'm getting up to go get snacks and now I'm getting lunch and now I'm getting coffee. Yeah, the snacks, the lunch and the coffee, those are like all essential parts of the day. But Oh yeah. But yeah, people I think people are interested, right? They like like to see what goes on. Oh yeah. I got double the amount of normal story views wow. that I get on those. Like people watching me just like do what I do, me get on the bus. Now I walk to work because I'm active. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> but I it just I people are really interested in seeing that. So that was really cool. And that's kind of a beautiful segue into how I balance my nine to five with, you know, like blogging and Instagram and content creating, because there really are some parts where those worlds can overlap. Yes. Yeah, definitely. And I think that was a prime example for me because I would was able to incorporate incorporate what I was doing day to day and kind of share that with people. And I think people appreciated that honesty and that transparency. Um, But then on the other side of things, really nine to five, you are in an office. Yeah, you're working. Yeah, you're working. There's no shooting content. There's no, no, I mean, it's, you struggle to find the time, right? To write blog posts because, write blog posts, write Instagram posts, take Instagram pictures, um, like do anything content creating because you're working most of the day and then when you get off, you're exhausted. And you're tired. And it's so tired. It's hard to create content when you're exhausted. And so, yeah, you have to like figure out, you know, how, how you do that. And each person probably has their own schedule. Yeah. So figuring out their own way of when do I create content and when do I work, you know? Oh, exactly. And I think it goes back to what we said in the last episode a lot about trial and error. Finding your brand, trial and error, I think also finding a good work life. This really is a work-life balance. Finding that work-life balance is also a lot of trial and error. And now I've kind of pivoted to a model where you and I will batch shoot a lot of content on the weekends together. It's so helpful to Mm -hmm. just like pick a couple hours or half a day on a Saturday or Sunday and then just shoot outfits, different locations, and we just like knock it out. Yeah. on the weekends. Oh, it makes it so much easier because you just get everything done and then you have all this content batched up to post. And then I am, I, I think you're a little bit more organized than me when it comes to like caption writing and blog posts because I can only do those things when I am, I need to be in the zone. 
I get it, though. Again, everyone has their own flow. Yeah. And so with the trial and error thing, like, you tested, and I've tested this too, like, taking photos at the end of work, and that's, like, so frazzling to Mm -hmm. me. I cannot do that. But, yeah, like, you figure out your flow for photos, and then you have to figure out your flow for when you write the Mm -hmm. content, you know? So It's two totally separate things. And I will literally, I for the longest time, I just tried sitting down, doing, and if I'm not inspired, my captions were crap. It was just, like, happy Wednesday. It looks sunny outside today. What are you guys up to? Like, no, (laughs) no one needs like, like, sure. Okay. No. I, so I've been getting a lot better at when I am inspired to write captions. And when I have these ideas, typically I think it's when I'm doing things for the podcast or something like that, or doing something for my own content, like a point that I'm inspired, then I'll just bulk write captions I have I have a backlog of captions that I keep like in my Trello board if I have an idea I'm just like I start writing them down so that's really how I have been balancing just personally I'll just bulk take photos on the weekends and on occasion if there's like a brand deadline or something I'll make it happen after work but I really try to avoid that I think I've been getting a lot better at just getting a ton done over the weekend when I can and then writing the captions whenever I'm inspired and then that way I have like a huge backlog yeah captions to pull from I think that works and honestly you guys like one day we're gonna have to do like an Instagram story behind the scenes of Maddie's Trello board of all her ideas <laughs> it is one of the most extensive boards I've ever seen she's a monster <laughs> but at, at the same time like when you're inspired and you're recording that and then for the moments you're not inspired and you're not recording anything you at least can just pop open your board yeah and be like okay what can I do nothing's coming to me like what do I have in the backlog I feel like that's probably really helpful to just have that all recorded so it's just a wealth of knowledge to pull from which is so nice because sometimes my brain just does not work like Emma has very much experienced this firsthand I'm pretty sure something today I've probably done where I just my brain does not function (laughs) it's all good and it's fine because I have my backlog of information that I pull from so I'd say that's probably my biggest way of function but again lots of trial and error you function very differently yeah we can kind of go into how I guess so I'll speak a little bit about what I do day to day and then I'll kind of go into how I balance my full-time job with creating content so for me personally I've been in aerospace the last four or five years. Um, So I interned with a big aerospace company located in Seattle. You could probably guess what it is. (laughs) Surprise! Surprise, it's Boeing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll play a guessing game. Bingo! Um, Anyway, so I... Bingo. Sorry, that's not even a guessing game. I just need to know. (laughs) Again, this is an example of my brain not working. Okay, continue. (laughs) Yeah, so I've worked in, again, aerospace the last five years. I started out in finance. No, I was not a finance major, but that was like the only way to get back into the company because I had worked in sales for Pepsi for a year Mm. out of school and when I came back to Boeing and I was like please like I want to come back my recruiters were like hey the only opportunities are in finance like you want to do a finance program and I was like what but I ended up doing finance for just a year fancy Um, I know crazy I don't know people know that I like worked in corporate finance for one year and then I switched out of that because finance was not my jam Mm. um but I did learn a lot and I worked in project management probably for about two two and a half years and now I'm still in a similar project management role but we call it business operations fancy title I don't know it's literally like you could just call me a project manager because I still run projects I'm (laughs) still literally doing the same thing but yeah so that's what I do and for the most part like 
I would say my company's really strict. Like if you're mm. in the factory and you bring your phone out and they think you're taking a photo, you will absolutely get in trouble. So Ooh. I have, and I was in the factory probably for the last four years. This is the first year I've worked out at a factory. And so again, like if you were in the factory and you brought your phone out, like people like on the floor be like, that is ab- unacceptable. You cannot bring your phone out. You cannot take uh. photos. You can't do stories or anything like that. And so again, like I can't create content during the workday. Yeah. Even though I'm not working in the factory anymore, they're still pretty strict, I'd say. Yeah, like you know? no even like I'm going to go get a snack. None of that. No, yeah. No. I don't share anything like that. Just partly because I just don't want to get in trouble and to me it's like It's not worth it. Um so yeah, that's what I've been doing for the last five years and trying to figure out how to balance everything. To be honest, I know this sounds sounds insane. What pushed me and helped me figure out how to balance everything was when I was in grad school. Oh God, I don't. I still don't. To this I, day, I don't know how you did that because that is so much that you're balancing. Cra- yeah, it was crazy to do. So six out of eight quarters, I did grad school full time, worked full time, and then I blogged. Crazy. I like did not give up my blog. I thought I was going to give it up. I didn't. But it helped me figure out how to be more efficient with my time. Yeah. Like, I realized, like, okay, I have one hour here. I need to be as efficient as possible. And in this hour, I need to write a blog post and, like, three captions. Because, like, this is the only time I have. So it's it's so crazy how organized you are. And it's honestly true, though. Like, when you're super busy, that's when I'm my most effective, too. Because I'm, like, I literally, this is the only free time I have. So I have to do it now. Yes. You, you kind of get forced procrasti- into it. You don't it. have time to procrastinate. No. And so even though, again, that sounds insane to be like, oh, you know, taking on a master's program was like what helped me figure out how to balance everything. It did help. So again, while I was in my master's program, I was balancing like midterms, papers, group projects on top of, oh, wait, I still like need to write for my blog. And so, so crazy. that is insane. But one of my tips that I learned through that process is that towards the end of each month, like an, as we we're about to start the next month. So like, for instance, like last week of January, I would sit down and I would list out maybe six, eight or 10 blog post topics yeah. that I would potentially want to cover in February. And listing out these topics like pretty much like helped me also figure out like what type of content I wanted to post that month and that also trickles down to like okay so if I want to post this Valentine's Day content in February that means I need to shoot Valentine's Day content probably either the first week or before January ends and so listing out the topics either at the end of the month or the very beginning of the month helped me. Yeah. Because then it's kind of like you having a Trello board. You just pull those ideas out. Yeah. And And I should probably delve into Trello like later on so that people don't just, I think I've brought it up a few times, but I don't think I've ever explained it. But we'll we'll delve into that a little bit later. But yeah, like having just something that you pull from where you have all that, like I, I think we talked about this in the last episode too, but my Valentine's Day Trello board was ridiculous. Like <laughs> it was props. It was photo ideas. It was, I mean, yes. it was very, I mean, but that's, it's important. It's important. Yeah. Because if you, if you go into a photo shoot, like, and you're like, oh, shoot, this is the only time I have to take pictures, but you haven't planned anything in advance. You don't know what you're doing. Then you just kind of jump into it and you're like, well, cool, I guess I have to take photos. And then you're uninspired and kind of annoyed because you don't know what you have to do. So you're like, well, I guess I just got this dress. So I'll just take pictures in this dress. But 
where am I going to go? Where, what props are you going to use? Like, what's the caption going to be? Like, these are all things that you wouldn't think you have to take into consideration, but you really do. So just as ideas pop in your head, just write it. Like, you don't even have to have like a fancy Trello board, which isn't fancy, by the way. Again, I'll go into this later, but yeah. it's literally just keep notes on your phone. Yeah, notes on your phone. I keep it on my planner too. Mm. So when I initially sit down at a coffee shop and I list things out, I'll just put it on my planner. And I don't execute on all the blog posts I ideas I'm just like brainstorming yeah and so that helps but yeah kind of rolling into that also keeping a running list of ideas on your phone helps and Mm -hmm. so um, I'm newer to Trello I really just started using it just like these last few months but for ideas and stuff like I definitely will write like February ideas and then I'll just like list out on my phone if things pop up or I feel inspired after like listening to a podcast or seeing something on Pinterest like I'll definitely just make a mental note of it Mm -hmm. and so that keeps because you just never know when you hit a moment of inspiration too and so that helps me just kind of keep my ideas together so I have it on my phone and I have it on my planner and I also schedule time for it to sit down and so kind of my second tip we've already kind of touched on this you Mm. know shooting multiple outfits at a time Um, I definitely think you get better and faster at taking photos and posing in front of the camera with practice yeah I mean I remember when it took me one hour to shoot one outfit yeah and then I realized I was like okay if I want to produce the amount of content I want to produce I need to shoot three outfits in an hour yeah like we just gotta just get it done get it done roll with this figure out what my poses are ahead of time and do in on that so we will expand on this on the next episode for how to plan for photo shoots mm-hmm. get excited get excited and we'll we'll touch on this but um yeah so batching the amount of outfits you Um, You shoot at a time. And then I also touched on kind of my third tip. I already talked about this, but using your planner. Um, So not only to record your ideas, but if you are working a busy nine to five, you have to carve out time to create content. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, taking photos and writing doesn't happen without intention. No. And so even if it doesn't have to be super prescriptive, if you're like, oh, okay, I'm going to write this blog post, this blog post, and this blog post. It can literally be like, you know what? I'm going to do two hours, Starbucks in the morning, give myself time to flash ideas out, you know, whatever you need to do, but just carving out that time. Definitely. And for me, when I was in grad school, this is really funny, and I probably shouldn't have been using this time for my blog, but I'd be like, okay, Brandon, like, I need to go, like, work on homework, because I did have to work on homework and submit this assignment. So... Instead of doing my homework first, I would literally work on my blog for an hour because I was like, <laughs> well, oh hey. my gosh, working on my blog is so much more fun. Well, that's what it it gets you in the zone. Gen- genuinely, like if you have something to do, just start doing something that you're exciting about, like bite off like a piece of something that you're excited to talk about. Like when I write about like Valentine's Day prop and photo shoot ideas or whatever that is stuff that has been running through my mind for god knows how long so then I finally get to write about it and that's really exciting for me so I will just go off about it and it gets me really excited so I'm sure that would get you in the zone yes definitely all right so I think those are all our tips we had for today I hope you guys enjoyed learning a little bit more about me and Maddie and how we balance our careers with creating content with our side hustles on our blogs and our Instagrams and so let's close it out do you want to do a tip of the day yeah so our bonus tip today is on helping you balance your full-time job and your content creation passions and this is going to be redefining what your idea of success is because I think it's very easy to look at the people that are posting one photo a day or 
three photos Photos a day day, and just saying, wow, like that looks awesome. I wish I could do that. And I think if you look at those things, those might not be realistic expectations for what you're able to obtain. Going back to what Emma said earlier with when she would shoot an outfit, it would take her an hour. Yes. Things take time and things take practice. So set realistic goals for yourself. Redefine what success is for you. And maybe down the line, you'll be able to, maybe you'll be able to do that one photo a day. Yes. Or maybe it just starts off as one photo a week. Maybe it starts out as three photos a week. Really just know what gets you excited, what you're able to obtain. Don't stress yourself out. I I think one thing I will continue to hit home is this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, definitely. Do it because you enjoy it. Don't do it because you feel forced into it or because you feel like you have to hit these certain goals. I've had so many friends um, want to get into the blogging space, ask me for advice. And the number one thing that happens is they just don't realize what goes into it and when they realize that they you know they'll see like everyone else is posting one photo a day and I'm not able to obtain that then they'll just give up because they think that they've failed somehow yeah and it's like that's what success but it's like you draw that line Mm -hmm. and I always I've talked about this before on my blog but it's I look back and for the first two three years I was doing one blog post a month yeah and then I went two blog posts a month and then I went for blog posts a month like that was a gradual progression as you learn how to create content how often you should be shooting how quickly you can be shooting and now I'm doing two blog posts a week on average give or take but mm, you fancy. don't just start off doing no. it I mean unless you have all those resources and you know exactly what you're doing but then good for you <laughs> awesome, great job but for the most part just define what that idea of success is to you Yeah. And I mean, it's going to change over time and it might even be working your way up. It might be working your way down. I started doing um, for one year, it was 2018. I challenged myself to post one photo a day every single day. And I think there was only one or two days that I missed. And that was awesome for me. But I ended up posting some photos that I wasn't as excited about. And it just my mental health took a toll. And so then 2019, I reevaluated, took a step back and success for me was posting three to four photos a week and ideally five but three to four was like really what I was aiming for and I have never been in a better like mental space but also more proud of my work because I'm putting out stuff that I'm actually proud about and excited about and I don't feel the need to create content every two seconds I can give myself a space to relax and just enjoy what I'm doing again and so I think you really will learn over time what success looks like for you. And it's okay if that means taking two steps up. It means it's okay if it means taking two steps back. Really just what gets you excited about creating content. Yes. All right, guys. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Content Creatives Podcast, me at Emma's Edition and Maddie at Mad Cray. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. 